When you're in the market for a new car, you want a vehicle that conquers your daily commute, easily handles the elements, and looks great too. You need the reliability of a Toyota and the confidence that your investment will last. Why? Because after all the carpools, shopping trips, and weekends out, you want a car that still has plenty of miles left in it and holds its value for a great trade-in deal. That's where Toyota leads the pack as the number one resale value brand for 2024, according to Kelly Blue Book's KBB.com. So check out the all-new, fully redesigned 2025 Camry or test drive a stylish and affordable Corolla sedan or hatchback. And remember, when you choose Toyota, you're not just buying a car for today, you're investing in trade-in value for tomorrow. Visit buyatoyota.com, the official website for deals, for more. Vehicles projected resale value is specific to the 2024 model year. For more information, visit kellybluebookskbb.com. Kelly Blue Book is a registered trademark of Kelly Blue Book Company, Incorporated. Toyota, let's go places. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Gretchen Rubin, and this is A Little Happier. Sometimes we learn about ourselves from other people. I've often written and talked about the fact that we can build a happy life only on the foundation of our own nature, but it can be hard to know ourselves. We get distracted by the way we wish we were, or by the way we think we ought to be, or by other people's expectations, or by the pressures of everyday life, and we lose sight of ourselves. I have 12 personal commandments, and my first commandment is to be Gretchen. This sounds so easy, and yet it's one of the great challenges of my life. I found that one helpful, though painful, question is, whom do I envy? When we envy people, that means they have something we wish we had, and that can be an important clue about what we want from our lives. Or sometimes someone says something about himself or herself, and you think, you know, I'm the same way, and a truth about yourself becomes clear. That's what happened to me when I was reading Samuel Johnson, and he said of himself, Abstinence is as easy to me as temperance would be difficult. When I read that, I thought, that's me. I'm like Samuel Johnson. And I realized I was an abstainer. The same thing happened to me in a conversation several years ago. Now, my whole life, ever since I learned how to read, I have loved to read. Reading is my treehouse and my cubicle, my treasure map and my teddy bear. I love, love, love to read. It's a huge part of my identity. But there was a period several years back where somehow I wasn't managing to make time to read. Not nearly as much as I've usually done in my life. With everything going on, it had just gotten crowded out. I was dimly aware of this, but I didn't think much of it. I kept thinking it would fix itself. But then I was at a meeting of one of my three children's literature reading groups. I was still doing some reading. And one member of the group, Susan, uh, reads a tremendous amount. And in particular, she reads a huge amount of contemporary fiction. So everybody in the group knows if you want to get the scoop about a new novel, 
asked Susan. We were all talking about the latest buzzy book, and somebody said, Susan, how do you have so much time to read? And Susan said, I must read. She paused for a moment to think and said again, yeah, I just have to read. When I heard that, my stomach dropped. I felt the very same way. I must read. And yet, I hadn't been reading, not the way I need to read. And I realized at that moment, my life had to change. I must read. And my life had to reflect that. I still fight to make time to read, and I feel like I don't have enough time to read. But ever since that evening, I've never stopped working hard at it. And I do read. Sometimes it's other people who remind us of our deepest values and the truest things about ourselves. If you'd like to read my 12 personal commandments, I'll post a link in the show notes. If you'd like to read more about Samuel Johnson and about being an abstainer versus a moderator, I write about it in my book Better Than Before, and I'll link to a discussion of that too. And if you want to know what I do read each week, you can go to hashtag Gretchen Rubin Reads, where I post a photo of the books I've read that week. I'm Gretchen Rubin, and I hope this makes your week a little happier. <laughs>